Hello, comrades, and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I am joined by the indomitable Corey Schreppel, mm. the hulking Mark Fangmeyer, and the late Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria is going to be here sometime. Not that he's dead. He's not the late Rodrigo in that way, but no. he's actually he's, late. He's he's, 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 um, he's, he's got a, a birthday he's celebrating with his uh, with G. Um, his daughter. So we're we're gonna we're gonna give him some grace on that. Happy birthday, G! You are uh, one of two of the favorites. It's equal how much you're loved uh, by my kids for being babysitters. So thanks. Um, this is a podcast about soccer, presumably, and I think that we're gonna talk about soccer. Although the preamble to this, while we were waiting to see if Rodrigo would show up, is we just talked about which TV shows we're liking uh, so far. Corey, give us the summary on that. Uh, right now, we just finished C, episode at, one, S-E-E, on um, Apple TV Plus with uh, Jason Momoa and a bunch of other... Uh, the cast is fantastic. The story is great. The visuals are great. And it takes place kind of uh, in, yeah, in where I grew Pennsylvania. up. Northern, mm-hmm. north central Pennsylvania. It kind of it kind of makes like... I'm like, oh, I could live in like dystopian central yeah. Allegheny... Uh, you know, Appalachia, especially if totally. since it's all filmed in British Columbia, but yes, it's <laughs> yeah. a fantastic show. I enjoyed both seasons so far of it. Uh, Mark, did you have a, a summary you wanted to throw in on what you'd watch? Uh, yeah. That- I, my wife and I just finished watching the first two seasons of the great on Hulu and it is fantastic and everyone should watch it. It is, is great. Very funny. Great. And it'll make you want to throw glasses around and say, huzzah. It's true. It's like, it's to the point where like, my wife is. We have a wedding coming up, and my wife is like, "No breaking glasses and no saying huzzah." I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, I mean, it's not really imitating a great role model there. Um, I, I'll say that I've been raving publicly about Station Eleven on HBO, finishing the first season this next week, and it is killer. I never thought uh, I would be that blown away by a post-apocalyptic scene of Hamlet being performed, but God damn, it was good. So anyway, now we're going to talk soccer. Um, we did a little podcast or I did a little podcast on Friday with uh shake shrimp from uh, South Africa, from jo- Joburg talking about the new signing Bongo Kule Langwane. See, I got, I had it so good. And then I just, you, you, you I got taught nervous. me how to say it. I know, I know. And then I get nervous on this podcast. Welcome um, to my entire world of pronouncing I, anything. Yeah, I know, I know. I, but that one, I also don't know how to write down for myself to to prepare, and uh, like I don't know how to phonetically do it so that I can look at it and be ready. I just I just have to go and and live in the fear. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about him, but please go back and listen to that because I, I think that Shakes did a great job talking about that and talking about South African football, which I haven't checked in on in twelve years, I guess, and. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. Thank you, Shakes, uh, for being on there. And I, I think there might be some South African listener, listeners who might just be randomly tuning into this just because they're like, what's up with our dude Bongo? And uh, what do these Americans think of him? Um, welcome, listeners. Uh, uh, now, let's do, uh, I don't know. Let's take a break first, and then we'll talk news because we really all we got all we got is the news. We got to get talk. those breaks in. Yeah, yeah we gotta, I've got I've got we, the breaks. We don't want to overexert ourselves right yeah. away. Yeah, plus Rodrigo might show up at some point. So, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's do the music from Big Quarters, and then we'll we'll be back. 
we got to find some way to make this a 75 minute long podcast with uh, three minutes of news to talk about. So welcome back half. on the 55 one podcast. 13 breaks. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the good, the bad and the weird. So we're going to do a little roundup here of some news. The good. Uh, is this a good, I guess, because it's not happening in the Western division in Western conference in MLS. Uh, is Toronto FC signed Lorenzo Insigne, Insigne from Napoli on a free transfer uh, starting in this July? He'll come. Uh, he is going to be paid about $15 million a year by far. Like, I think he's doubling the previous yeah. uh, highest salary. Uh, but, I mean, he's a 30 year old star of the world cup so or the euros yeah. sorry of the Euros. yeah so. yeah and it's just you know he's the captain of the of the italian national team i mean the thing that the thing the reason that i i put this under good is it's you know the last couple of years we are seeing like the not necessarily both in both in terms of the transfer fees and the salaries being able to draw players before they're in the twilight of their career like he's still got a couple of good years left in him he's not like He's not like a Steven Gerrard coming to LA Galaxy or something like that. It's more of like a he could still contribute for a while. Um, and then eventually when he's not doing anything, Minnesota United will bring him in, in the summer window. Um, but it's like it's actually that, that is it, not that, that is not our MO, I would say. Yeah. Minnesota United <clears throat> won't. Uh, when he's thirty eight, yeah. Colorado Rapids will bring him in. Or yeah, the old totally. Colorado Rapids would. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, it it feels like a good to me that some teams are willing to splash the cash on a salary to keep players here that you're slowly starting to bring the age of the elderly Europeans to MLS down. So they're getting a little bit younger and they think that it's a viable set solution. Um, you know, and I don't know, I think it's a good thing that some teams are willing to spend the money. It could be a total flop. Um, and it's a big expensive one, but I think it at least signals to the rest of the league that, Hey, it's it's okay to to do this. It's only a bad in that uh, Minnesota United don't play Toronto this year, um, and so I just want to see him play. That mm-hmm. would be pretty awesome. Uh, I, I guess the thing is, the frustrating part is you would just love to see a really simple simplified salary cap system where someone can buy. You can have thirty million, and you could have a um, Insigne, and then have you know lots of smaller guys or you can have five guys who all make three million dollars and then yep. you know the, use the rest elsewhere in other ways and, and that's and, and that's kind of what you would hope that something like this would signal that maybe this is a very early transition to something like that down the road but it's it's the it's the the Americanized version of everything and we have to complicate it yeah, no, for me, I hope it's the beginning of the end of like the stupid DP system and all of this. Like, honestly, just have a ceiling and a floor for, for spending well, where you have to spend, you have to, you can spend this much or you have to spend this little. And it needs to be spent on either your, you know, your first team roster or your academy or whatever. And if you want to spend, if you want to extend that ceiling, then if you sell a player, then. 20% of that goes can be used in the next three years to be, yeah. uh, to be, to, you know, so if you sell a player for $10 million, then you get, um, $2 million, uh, for the next three years or something like that. Right. 
Yeah. Exactly. And I, and the thing is like, I can guarantee you that if someone's going up against Toronto who is able to spend on average like one to $1.5 million on each player's salary who is in that senior roster versus a, one guy making $15 million, like they're going to be a better team. And it's, it's kind of like how, and if until we do that, like, and it's a, it's a larger kind of philosophical discussion the league needs to have with themselves because until we do something like that, we're never going to be able to compete with Mexico who does our league MX already does that. So it just makes sense. So hopefully this is the ridiculous straw that breaks the camel's back. Speaking of uh, spending money that uh, of players who have been sold, um, Ricardo Pepe, El Tren, uh, played for Augsburg this weekend. I had this put this uh, up on the TV at Blackheart, uh, and it was pretty awesome to watch. He was actually really good. With I was yeah. joking, I was yelling in the bar like he's going to score with this first touch, and then his first touch is a really good run to the near post, and yeah, it, he was never going to score with it, but it was a great shot. Uh, it was a great attempt at it. Um, him moving to Augsburg is a very bizarre thing. Um, we'll talk about other weird, tiny German teams later when we talk about Paderborn. But Augsburg, you know, they are struggling to stay up. Now, thankfully, um, they've got Greuterfert, who are on the bottom of the the league right now with one point. And you've got a couple other really turdly teams down there, like Ar- Armenia, Bielefeld. And, um, but... You know, he's going to have to work a lot to keep them up. But the and, nice I, and I think that's that's what they bought him for. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing in terms of his development. Is that actually the best move for him? And it might be where it's like he's not surrounded. I mean, uh, was it Doyle? Somebody mentioned this on, on Twitter and, and you can find it somewhere using the search. Google. Um, Google. Uh, you can Google the Twitter search function. Um, basically, it was like FC Dallas you know, he was surrounded by junk players at Dallas too. And he still scored loads of goals and he was still looking really, really great. And I think the fact that they are struggling right now in the table and they're fighting against relegation, he's going to get minutes and he's going to get starts. He was a $20 million transfer. They're not going to bench him. Um, He might have some, it might take a bit to adapt, but he's going to start, he's going to get minutes and whether he's there for the rest of the season and all of next. And then he moves on or, you know, somebody picks him up over the summer, who knows, but it, he's, I think it's a good move for him rather than moving to, you know, like a Frankfurt or moving to a mid table premier league team or something like that, where he's going to be a bench warmer and maybe come on in cup matches or as a sub. I think I would have I think loved could to be see him at him. a little bit more of a entrenched <laughs> Bundesliga team, Bayer, Bayer Leverkusen yeah. or something, but sure, whatever, sure. It, it is what it is. It's um, fun. The, uh, AFCON is going on right now, the African Cup of Nations. It started today, right? Yeah, started in Cameroon this week. Yeah, by the time people maybe listen to this, it'll be this game will be over, but Egypt versus Nigeria on Tuesday is going to be superb. Um, mm-hmm. There is a really good uh, matchup. What did I say? In it was the, the Ivory Coast and uh, Algeria? Uh, yes, Ivory Coast in Algeria in, in, on January 20th or so. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's going to be good. Uh, there weren't a lot of really great group play matchups. There's some really good teams in this uh, tournament, but they just weren't. You know, Ivory Coast and, and Kai Kamara's Sierra, Sierra Leone will also be good. Um, but I think we're going to have to wait until the um, the knockouts to really get kind of the good meat of this tournament. But Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, you're looking at, you know... Um 
you know, like Guinea and Senegal, like they're both not going to be able to make it through, or they they will be able to make it through. But it's you know there there's going to be some really really good matchups in the group stages, um, which will make it even more interesting because some big teams could potentially get knocked out fairly early, um, depending on the matchup. Something like Egypt and Senegal, like they might not get past the the round of sixteen. So it'll be fine. The finals on February sixth, and then all all these players then go back to their domestic league. So it'll be fun. The um, FA Cup, speaking of good matchups, the FA Cup, uh, the the best weekend, is it weekend three? Is that week three? Whatever. Yeah, um, this was this was round the third round, fourth round, uh, third round, fourth round. Whatever it was. This it doesn't is kind matter. of usually there's, the there's best one rounds. because it, it's kind of the, the time when you really have the Giants and the Minnows first hitting each other. And we had some upsets. We had Arsenal getting beaten by the Tricky Trees, Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. We had, um, let's see, Newcastle getting beaten by Cambridge United, uh, and and then the next round, you know, you get even even better kind of matchups coming up where you've got um, Man City versus Fulham, you've got um, Kid Kidderminster, Kid the Kid. Someone made a joke about the Kitty Fiddlers versus the um, the Hammered, <laughs> um, the, but the Kid, Kidderminster who are sixth division team against West Ham is probably one of the best ones. Chelsea versus Plymouth Argyle. Yep. Plymouth. Uh, um, you've got uh, Coventry who are our, our friend, Steve Lilly, uh, his favorite team play Southampton. Um, Borum Wood who beat AFC Wimbledon. We've got a, a, a friend of ours who comes into the bar a lot on the weekends. Um, Fuzz uh, is a big, Fuzz is a big uh, Wimbledon fan. And so we talk Wimbledon all the time. Wimbledon, Wimbledon is never on because they're in League One, and uh, and yet now they were finally on, and we were there, and I was like really mad. I was like, "You asshole! You like made me invested in this team, and then they <laughs> they shit the bed against Borum Wood." So anyway, uh, Hartley Pool against uh, Crystal Palace. Google still has the uh, the old Hartley Pool um, logo, which is wrong. Um, my, my, did, did anybody have a favorite match in, in the third round? Mine was the, um, Barnsley versus Barrow that went to extra time and it was five, four, and there was a red card toward the end. And it was, it was just a banger. It was, it was so much fun and just tons of goals. Ladies and gentlemen, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria shaved off that beard. He's on the podcast. Um, yeah, can we call him Babyface now? Can you, can you, for the listeners at home, can you show them your, uh, your clean-shaven face, Rodrigo? Um, no, no, yeah, no, no. someone shh, take a screenshot. We'll just, yep, they can, um, they can hear the clean-shaven face. There you go. It's, uh, it's just freshly, freshly shorn, Rodrigo. <laughs> That's uh, Corey will work his, um, his the daily uh, audio <laughs> magic uh, to make that, to make that. <laughs> Should totally put that at the end of this podcast. Engineer, Corey, and make yeah. sure you make sure you have to pause. We have to give right? uh, Michael Barbaro producer credit every week now. <laughs> um, anyway, good to see you, Rodrigo. How is G's birthday? Um, steak and mashed potatoes and uh, and uh, what is it? Uh, uh, mac and cheese and then cake. Um, so. So far, so good. So happy birthday to G. Um, we've already yeah. said happy birthday, G, but uh, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, let's continue on with some more good. Minnesota women's soccer had their first tryout this last weekend. It's, uh, I wanted to make it, but um, 
the bartender who was going to cover all the stuff was like, Hey, I want to cover Minnesota women's soccer for equal time soccer. And apparently I need to expand my world of people, (laughs) people who can cover things. So I was at the bar so he could do that. Um, but um, since the last podcast we did, Minnesota Women's Soccer announced the coaching staff of Nicole Lukic, Jennifer Clark, Jen Larrick. Um, Jen is the one I, I knew previously uh, from Like a Girl, also oh, a coach so excited for Jen. at Hamlin, a great person, also a really snappy dresser. Um, Jennifer Clark, the other assistant, uh, played in the, the Bundesliga, played in the WPSL, uh, not the, w, the WSL, sorry. The, the b- before the NWSL and uh, Nicole Lukic, our head coach um, has coached all over, but has been part largely with um, rush soccer. Um, and, and anyway, is, is a, a fantastic human being. So I'm pr- really excited. I'm glad that we finally have uh, sporting side stuff to do. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and now we'll, we'll, I think have some announcements about where we're going to play and, and the brand sometime in the next few Ooh. weeks. So finally getting some stuff out there. Um, let's do the bad. Um, bad. Speaking of uh, Lorenzo Insigne, he went off injured right after he was announced for Toronto. He went off injured against Sampdoria with a groin injury, but it's not like he did his ACL. That would have been killer, but yeah, you know, still not great. And he still no. is not planning to join Toronto until the summer anyway. So, yep. Um, Adrian Heath is foaming at the mouth at rumors that Dom Dwyer is about to be a free agent via FC Dallas acquisition and buyout. This was a bizarre thing where FC Dallas um, got some traded and they got like a, a draft pick. They and- got they got the I got I think the number three draft pick from Toronto uh, and acquired Dom Dwyer, bought out his contract or allegedly are going to buy out his contract. Uh, to make him a free agent, uh, it's basically all part of how and then, Toronto. And then somebody got fifty k in gam, but I don't remember which if it was Toronto or Dallas in this deal. <laughs> um, I I mean honestly, Toronto would just give boatloads. Like if they can afford Insigne, they can afford to give other teams money to take Dom Dwyer. Um, it, it's wild that they signed him as a free agent and then he did nothing, and now like yeah. And, and that we previously, that was when we had the anti-Dom watch. Yeah. And uh, and we were so worried about it. Um, I don't think there's much chance of Minnesota going for Dom. We didn't last time. Um, unless he came for super cheap. I mean, certainly Dom, yeah. Dom Dwyer sucks as a human. Um, but if he, I mean, he'd, he'd be a better pickup than Kai Kamara or... Um, yeah. Who did we even sign last season? Fernando Adi. There we go. Or Schoenfeld? <laughs> no, Schoenfeld, I, I think, actually did a job. And D- Schoenfeld didn't cost much. But, yeah. but Dom Dwyer's not going to be cheap no matter what. So, it, no. it's a, you know, uh, we're joking about Adrian Heath trying to sign him. But please don't sign him, Adrian. I know you listen to this podcast. You're a big fan. But please don't, Adrian. He drinks his, he drinks it. He, he pops a, a, a straw into his Franzia box like it's a Capri Sun. Mm-hmm. And listens to our podcast um, on his skull candy earbuds. And <laughs> actually, no, it's it's really just like some intern who has to listen to this and transcribe it. So anyway, mm-hmm. Duncan, I'm sorry. 
that you have to transcribe. Oh, it's, it's Harrison Heath. Harrison Heath has to do it for him. <laughs> Harrison Heath, who did retire from professional soccer um, last month. Here's, oh, wow. Here's oh. to you, Harrison. Um, um, yeah. But so, anyway, like the Dom Dwyer thing, to finish that up, it's like, it's all part of this like big thing to try to get Josie Altador off of there. Like they're going to, they're going to let him go. And so it's like just this big mashup of numbers and things. And some, nobody also, wants to be saddled with Dom Dwyer. It's super funny too that like Toronto has to buy out both Dom Dwyer and Josie Altador. <laughs> like you have, you got all of them to just, to, just to hang it around your neck. Yep. Um, Rodrigo, you've got one about uh, Sydney Nicello, uh, a, a bad. Yes, we all, we all uh, remember those who watched the the uh, NWSL um, draft where the uh, Portland Thorns um, drafted uh, Sydney Nicello, and then afterwards realized that they didn't really do that good of a job uh, in in checking on social media posts, and then found out that Sydney. Is not the greatest human being. She's not exactly what we would call a LGBTQ ally. Yes. In fact, we or might call someone her a who... foe. <laughs> <laughs> or, or let's say um, meets the standard for uh, for Portland Thorn uh, player in the aspects of what they stand for, and as well as the, as the fan base. And so... Um, after that came to light, uh, there were discussions uh, and statements saying that we will try to work with the player and have them um, be better. Uh, and apparently, uh, Sidney Nacello, by being better, will not be playing in the NWSL in 2022. Um, was released by uh, Portland. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... You know, after all the public backlash to her social media activity, you know, the athletic reported, you know, that even though she was drafted 13th overall, you know, she will not be playing. Um, she will not be playing in the NWSL. So the Moldovan uh, League, I'm sure, would welcome her with open arms. Um, let's uh, let's do the last bad here, which is uh, um, Corey, you're going to hit this. Caitlin Murray's article. Yeah, Caitlin Murray had a thing about how um, FIFA's push for a biennial World Cup will uh, hurt the women's game. the The top level thing is basically if if FIFA ends up going for a World Cup every other year, that takes away from the spotlight that the women's game actually has in the year after. So, uh, the men's World Cup was in uh, twenty eighteen. Women's World Cup was in twenty nineteen. Um, if they went every other year, that would take away some of the spotlight from the growing women's game. And if FIFA says they do want to, um, you know, really grow the women's game by taking the men's game and sandwiching, um, you know, the women's world cup and kind of, it kind of diminishes the amount of attention that it needs in order to grow, um, and not only that, the other implications of a uh, biennial um, men's World Cup is that UEFA would likely respond with a biennial Euro or Euro and then something else the following year. So the Women's World Cup would be 
fighting against some other men's tournaments that can't happen or that would normally happen in those years opposite um, the men's game. So it's just absolute fixture congestion and it's a disservice to the women's game unless they actually prioritize it and mandate certain levels of exposure and television rights and all that stuff, which it feels very unlikely that they would do. But um, it's a really good piece. It's on uh, ESPN, Caitlin Murray, uh, fantastic uh, journalist in the, uh, the women's game. Um, that's our roundup of the news. Let's, uh, let's take a break and then we'll hit all the Minnesota United stuff. the 55 one podcast we've got the full team here um full lineup uh we did not have to cancel because of covid unlike liverpool every time uh minnesota are going to play minnesota united fc are going to play giants of the bundesliga of german soccer paderborn on june 11th paderborn um were (laughs) briefly in the bundesliga about two or three seasons ago um so we the last friendly that was supposed to be here uh international friendly was supposed to be minnesota united versus augsburg um at the time augsburg were kind of a curious choice because they are a middling to lower end bundesliga bundesliga club they're always going to be fighting uh, relegation and had a couple players with them who were kind of interesting but you know no, you know, a couple of players who it's like, mm, that'd be interesting to see them in MLS, but no superstars. Um, Paderborn are, and I say this as someone who watches the Bundesliga too, um, the Bundesliga Svei, Um, I think I'm probably one of five people who watch Paderborn play in Minnesota this year. Um, I, I, I think I can say that pretty authoritatively unless there's like some people from Paderborn who live in Minnesota. I don't know. Um, they are not a good team. They're a, like they're probably the ninth biggest name in the second division in German soccer. So this is kind of an interesting choice. Um, they did beat FC St. Pauli this season. So I will give them that. And uh, there was like a, um, Paderborn English language Twitter account that kind of found the mean things I said about Paderborn and I felt bad, but this is a weird friendly Um, Minnesota always does one because they can capitalize on the Schwann's the U S cup that happens up in Blaine. You've got all these kids who come to play this massive tournament, one of the biggest soccer tournaments in the Western hemisphere. And they sell tickets to them to a, to a soccer game. Um, But this is, one of the least sexy things. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this. It, it's a, it's kind of weird of like, who are they expecting? Who, who is this? It feels like, it feels like say? some, I don't know. It feels like this middling team who is probably going to go and play forward Madison right before or right after they play us. But that was Hertha Berlin. Hertha Berlin did that. And Hertha yeah. are a, um, a, you know, yeah. a, a kind of mid-level Bundesliga side, right? That makes sense. But a, a mm-hmm. mid-level Bundesliga Zwei side is... So they're not even going to play... Uh, they're not going to play Ford Madison. They're just going to go straight to Green Bay and play like whatever division like Green Bay's soccer team is. W- way back in the day when FC St. Pauli, one of the biggest clubs in German soccer, even though they're not 
one of the best clubs. When they came to the U.S., they played Detroit City, and then they played Portland Timbers 2, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and FC St. Pauli are a massive club in terms of fans uh, worldwide. Uh, so it, it's kind of like, uh, it's weird. It, I don't know. Do you, do you think we'll, this this game will have mostly like young players in our, from our Minnesota United Tube come and play? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, I go watch that because we don't know yet if, if Minnesota United 2 is going but, to be... But we've seen that before watchable. where it's like um, that's the one game where like Bertrand, the, the kind of... Uh, Bertrand. That was the one where uh, Wilfred Moenbe Tarat had the amazing free kick. Yeah, right. And, that's, um, and, Thomas Chacon was the first person that gave him a hug after that amazing and Oundi, free kick. Who's the Oundi guy? Bertrand. Then, yeah, Bertrand. He um he got an own goal that was like his only real <laughs> contribution ever. I mean, um, and then, and the, then the, only, the only reason I, Brandon I Allen go, Brandon oh, Allen's only Brandon minutes Allen. came in one of these games. I mean, the the problem is like these games are like. Do we want to see young players? Yeah, but I want to see young players getting substantial real minutes, not against right. this team. And, and although, all, all, all Minnesota United has to do is say, this is going to be Fred Emmings' first team debut. And then I'll be like, I'm, I'm there. there. Yeah, I'd be I there. Like, watch actually, it. you know what, Mark? Actually, I hope that... So, Duncan, um, Adrian Heath's intern, Duncan, please let the team know that. You'll get me there. I'll be there. Yeah, uh, the, that's, the, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Is like you, you, you. I could be going to Allianz with my free bongi, um, you know, yeah, the lettering. Bon, yeah, the bongonista t-shirt. The bongonistas, yeah. my bongonistas shirt and a free bongi and my free Chacon shirt. If Chacon somehow, because he's looking very swole. He as, is so swole. Yeah, dude. Go he to looks, his Instagram. Thomas Chacon. Sexy. He's like, uh, and so like if 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 we get to see. You know, the dream to see Freddie in the gold, to see Bongi up top with Patrick Ware, hopefully by then, and right? Tommy and Tommy Chacon I, feeding him. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? I'd be tell there. me, tell me you're not excited for this now. Oh, gosh. I'm there. But the thing is, like, I've been trying to get... I've talked to Dr. Bill McGuire about getting FC St. Pauli to this team, and he'd be, he he literally said to me, like, oh, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. The, the fan bases uh, have a lot in common. And it's like, yeah, bud. I don't know who makes these decisions I wonder, for the club. I, I, I wish I, I knew I, anything about the. In, yeah. in all seriousness, I do wonder how much of this is like COVID travel or travel related fixture congestion. You know the the leftovers. And of I like think the, that a club the, like Paderborn is like paying to do this, right? Like everyone else, yes. we'd have to pay them, <laughs> and it's like the, yeah. you know, yeah, they're like, no, 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 we would love to come and play you. Yeah, that's right. We'll play you anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, I was supposed to be leaving this Friday to go to. See FC St. Pauli play against Erzberg Au uh, this Saturday. And then Tuesday, I was going to watch them play at home against Dortmund in the Cup. And uh, uh, I'm sad. Anyway. You're going to see the Rococo Messiah. Oh, yeah. my God. I was going to see fucking Erling Holland. Right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man, for apologizing. So let's talk about Minnesota United <laughs> and some roster stuff. Minnesota United signs future World Cup Golden Boot winner Bungo Kule Hlongwane. I did it. If you don't think you about it, you can you just it. say his Clown name. Money. Uh, from Meritzburg United. <laughs> no, I'm going to just say so. Anyway, I've been thinking about his nicknames because Bungong Kule is very tough. Uh, you know, even though we're going to work on it and I'm going to try to get it in my brain, I am who I am. Bongo, SpongeBong, Lo- Long Wayne, 
is what I'm going with. Long Wayne, just do like Long a whole. Long Wayne and Frank Payne. Come on, t- tell me that. Just that, do that a whole little, little Wayne what thing about little here. Long Wayne? Little Long Wayne. <laughs> no, but not Long Wang. Long Wayne. I'm, I'm I, doing, I, yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm just, uh, the butchering and, and the, and the horribleness that's going to happen it's, in the stands is just, it's basically all it's, of these are just defensive. We, but that's why we're, that's why we're trying to, to make it a, 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 a generative, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. SpongeBong is pretty fucking cool guys. <laughs> I wrote that earlier Sponge today Bong. and laughed my ass off at myself. So, because we, we all self-esteem, know self-esteem my favorite is audience so is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still with the free the free bongi movement. So. Yeah, yo soy b- bonganista. Um even though you know yo soy doesn't really fit in this uh this context but yeah, bonganista is is definitely the movement. Um if you guys do go listen to that interview I did with um uh Shakes Rumpedi um to talk about um long <laughs> No, no, I can't say his name correctly because I say Long Wayne. Long Long Wayne. Little Long Wayne. Long Wayne. Where, you know, he he was like, oh, well, you know, these these fans are, are, you know, don't take it personally. These fans are going to be upset if he's not in the first, in the, in the, um, at least on the bench. And I was like, oh, my God, you don't even know what's coming for you, my friend. And I mm. want to say this to our South African friends who are listening to this, who are like, God, I fucking hate these guys already. Uh, I want you to know um, the language that the team is using about Longwane is things like, oh, well, you know, he's uh, he's got a lot of development to do. We have just launched our development team, our reserve team, and the reserve team is going to be crap. And he's going to be thrown on that for a while. And then he will get some minutes. Um in like may or something like that and then we will never see him again and i want you to be prepared for that and as i told shakes we know this and we don't like it because i fucking want spongebong to blow this league away um I, I like it is so cool when like young players come in and he's already playing for bafana bafana and like uh it, it's just you know, this guy, like, we love these young players. We don't get to see that kind of excitement very often. Um, and so, uh, but we, yes, we should all be disappointed uh, or, or prepared I mean, for disappointment, I guess. I, I have to renew my Red Loon subscription or like my Red News membership, but I can't wait until there's a South African uh, supporters group section in the stadium and 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 audience is full of Uzelas and they're going off and and whatnot and i'm just you know but the the, the thing the thing that i was thinking about when i was listening to the interview is that like all all the banter all the amazing banter that was going on and all the other stuff it's like like uh correct me if i'm wrong Corey, but that's typically happens in every first division or second, even second division, South American league. Like all the fans yeah. are like that type of crazy. That's what you get, but yeah. you just don't have that kind of input. We, you haven't taken someone like that to be able to do that. So, but to have a whole nation to, just to, be embedded and 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 just embrace the whole idea of having someone else is, is, is pretty fun. I mean, to me, it, it's the same level of. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of the kind of bullshit obsession that we do of things like Tommy Chacon or whatever, or when Minnesota players go and, and kind of make it big and we like just blow them up. 
Um, right. To me, like it was Christian so Ramirez fa- in Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. It was so familiar of like, oh yeah, fucking Christian Ramirez. We are gonna go crazy of this guy. He's now. I, all, he's I spent a lot of money on a Christian Ramirez away kit. Oh, like, it's an amazing kit too. It's beautiful. So beautiful. Um, yeah, and so basically, like, you know, Minnesota is is like, you know, just little South Africa in terms of the the same type of uh, culture of just like we're just getting excited about this. So I just loved it. I I watching that happen on the internet and watching all these excited South African fans is very cool. Welcome comrades. Uh, please reach out to us and um, let's make up some bullshit memes. Uh, other Minnesota United things are, let's see, uh, Brent Coleman is coming back. So now we have uh, three center backs, um, all of them who did pretty well last year, but they are no, all, it's actually good that we're bringing back all of our AG. center backs. Like we, that was the, the one strength we had last year. I think they're all aging. That's the uh, one problem. And you know what? What I will say is I think it's good um, if we 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 do need to strengthen our center back core. And if we do that, then you can trade Coleman. Teams will want a player like him. Um, so I don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, Ozzy Alonso was announced by Atlanta United. He goes to... Um, hang out with his former teammate who's now the head coach there. Ethan Finley, big loss there, actually. I think that's probably the biggest effect that we'll see on the team. Ethan Finley going to uh, Austin. I think it's a big, um, great move for Austin and for Finley. I think that he will do well there. The team will do better with him. Um, We really need players like Finley, who, even if he wasn't a starter, can bring a lot to the team. Johnny Gregus goes to San Jose, which is a team that we all know uses the press a lot and seems like literally the worst place for Johnny Gray Goose. Right. But, um, it's interesting, but you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to man mark in the, the Almeida system when like you're just literally galloping like a newborn horse. But, but, John- but, but then you look at who, what that roster is, right? You got, you got a Bobasi, you got, uh, um, Kate Cowell, the Jeremy Bobasi. Uh, up top with Jackson Ewell in the midfield and Jan Gregush is literally an alternate reality of Minnesota <laughs> exactly. United. It is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is the it is the twenty it is the twenty seventeen super draft um uh multiverse yeah. Minnesota United. Yeah. So cool. That's awesome. Great. Doctor Strange is 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 the See, we we're going to talk about Marvel don't, at some don't point. Don't do it. Anyway. Don't do it. Marvel's not very interesting. Okay. But what about the book of Boba Fett? Oh God! Yeah, yeah we'll get there. All right. <laughs> so the other thing is that it, we're recording on a Monday. On Tuesday, early evening is the super draft. Um, it's probably the least I've seen a super draft hyped, other than I guess last year was really low. Um, Minnesota has one pick. It's seventeenth pick. Um, it, it's really hard to say anything in advance of it because, like, no one knows what that is, and also, like, even when they announce it. We won't know who it is, and so that's cool. Great. I mean, I do think at least this player will get um, at least 100 minutes and then disappear from our lives. So that's cool. No, it's funny too. It's like you talked about like the the lack of super draft hype. I feel like all the super draft hype also corresponds with when Minnesota had higher picks, and now like maybe this is just no one actually cares about the super draft except for like when Minnesota had high picks and we had no team whatsoever. And that's why we were hyped about the super draft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, Yes. I think 
it's hard to say. Maybe maybe it is just my Minnesota perspective saying that. Uh, I hope we I hope we I hope we draft uh, the douchebag that uh, from Duke that got uh, you got feature in that meme for uh, for trolling the goalkeeper. Oh Thor! I think he's gonna go. That that at least listening to the MLS uh, extra time podcast, they think he's gonna go really high. Uh, but the Icelandic dude Thor would be perfect here. Um, we should trade up high for that guy. He seems I, like I an awesome. Once, I was once in a honors orchestra in high school with a percussionist named Thor Thorvaldson. Ooh, that's yeah, good. What? He was blonde. Spoiler. I mean, I could have guessed. <laughs> what, what? What is? What is honors? It was, it was like it was like it's orchestra? it's like it's like when you when you're like you know when you're in sports and you make like states and other stuff it's it's like all state all star what, whatever what did you play in, how, how in, many in orchestras were there hey, hey, easy what? i got a question here what did you play in the percussion when you did it uh timpani when i was playing or, when i was or, playing in orchestra i was the timpanist and then auxiliary percussion so like triangle and snare drum and all of the fun like like the slapping shit, yeah. like the sound effect stuff. I didn't play the keyboard, the mallet percussion. Do you, what do you I, call I, one who plays a triangle? Is it a triangleist? No, it's it, no, just, just a percussionist man. because we're expected be, to know don't be all of bigoted. these things. Just don't listen, be close-minded. Listen, I I did not do well. I'm on married to a flautist. <laughs> um, uh, I she insists that you uh, say flautist. We're working uh, on what, we're, time, what instruments day. we're going to start learning, and mm-hmm. um, Iris wants to be a flautist, and uh, I, I want my child to express herself, but I also want her to play an instrument that doesn't suck. And so I'm like, yeah, but what about the saxophone? What about the clarinet? Have you come? On, let's listen to some jazz. Saxophone like, is the guitar of the woodwinds. Oh yeah, but dude, a berry sax is fucking sexy. Oh yeah. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, so I grew up. So the first thing, I, well, I played viola for like a year, but then it was like trumpet. I played trumpet, and I think the trumpet is way overrated, particularly in, in jazz. Trombone whatever. is way harder and way um, cooler. Yeah, trombone is better. Um, saxophone is great. Clarinet is the best of the wind, woodwinds, and so I'm I'm trying to get them to move in that. I mean, direction. at the very least, you can either on one hand show her Lizzo or show her Jethro Tull. I did show her Lizzo. Way. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we started watching Lizzo, and I realized no, that you could also there's a lot go of to Lizzo like that is not appropriate for like a seven-year-old. There's also like the the no pads, like open finger flutes. Yeah, she's not going to. No fifth grade class is going to be like, hey, do you want to play this really obscure version of the flute? Yeah, yeah she's not. in first grade too. So. <laughs> I, I I did I did record a a flute orchestra once, and if you've never seen a contrabass flute, flute, oh, it's yeah. literally like eight or nine feet tall, and it's shaped like the number four, and it takes like four seconds after you start blowing for the note to come out. Oh man, it's great. Has, has anyone made any skin flute jokes since we're talking about flute? <laughs> no, no. Thank you for doing that, though, especially hey, in the context awesome. of my seven seven year old daughter. That's cool. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about some watches here. Jailbird watch. The team seems confident that Reynoso is coming back. Um, just just judging by like when you read uh, Andy Greeter articles or any any of those articles, the language that I read from them, which is what they're definitely influenced by talking to the team is that they are confident that Reynoso is going to be cleared to play this season, which is good in one way, but also like, you know, troublesome in other ways. What if our new home kit is just black and white stripes? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> love it. All right. Um, Amarillo Watch. Let's talk about Amarillo Watch. Who wants to Who wants to talk about this? Mark, you're the watchman, so you do it. Um. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, the dude has been on loan his entire career, and he continues to be on loan. Was he on loan at Quito this year? Yeah. Yeah. He's still yeah, on I mean, loan. Who's his, his who's original his? club is Vélez, so. Mm-hmm. And so he's and, uh, still on in under contract with Vélez. Yep. Yep. He just and goes so, back to Vélez until someone else loans him out. And apparently Vélez just like you know they just bought a new striker, so he's not coming back. So whatever. Because uh, I see. No, although it's really funny, like the, he Amaria has the feel of like Dom Dwyer 2.0. Like to Adrian Heath, he is the one who got away. And would always be the perfect guy to complete his system. And he just needs to get him somehow. And I feel like in order to move on from Dom Dwyer, we need to have Amaria here so that we can do that. Look, all I know is Joe Biden owes me $600. Luis Amaria owes me 22 fucking goals. Was it 23? I think he only scored two goals. Did he score no, he two scored goals? three goals. Oh, or three. Th- aren't... He yeah, promised wrong. me 25. I just and remember he owes that, me that PK more. he missed, and so that's that's I, all. I'm I say. just I'm just uh, want to congratulate him for getting married recently. So that's that's it's a lot. It's a lot easier to uh, to bring a partner into the U.S. when you're married. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Adrian, Adrian Adrian Heath and Minnesota. Doctor Bill actually paid for the wedding. <laughs> so um, I, I will say we've talked about uh, on this podcast, Luisa Maria. He's still someone I think. We gave up on too early. I don't know what happened. I I have no insight, literally no insight into why we couldn't get him back or, or whatever, you know, what it would have cost or or anything. Obviously, the team still wants him, which is very good, good to see because I think that he's a really good player and we just, he got injured and we didn't get to see what we, we should have from him. So he is under contract until this June. So if we can get him in part for the season. And then we've got Unu, who I think is a player who, you know, we'll see what he can do this year. And then we've got Amaria. And then we've got Plongwane. I think that that is, that is a really good, like, um, that's a really good sign. I I would be very happy with that three. Then hopefully sometime later in that year towards September, we'll hopefully we'll, if not sooner, we'll have Wea. To be able uh-huh. to test out as well too. I, I thought he was we'll have way us that 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 we can uh, send him out on loan. No, I mean, no, I just think, I just think that you know, if if Amarilla comes in, it just uh, it gives you like um, more a if like if you sub in someone else in, right? You don't lose the talent. The talent doesn't drop off as much as you would like say. You know, you 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 throw in someone else. You have any, you know, we some you know fourth rank forward uh, that we get. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It just doesn't. The talent doesn't drop off, and, and then that way we we have what a lot of MLS teams that made it further into the the playoffs, where like we have someone that could be some sort of uh, game changer in a sense. And I think I think for Unu this year, like he scored what seven eight goals last year. Like he needs to score 10, 10 over ten. Yeah. In order to make this a little bit more of a uh, more plausible explanation of of his uh, tenure with with uh, Amaria, and uh, here's one thing that I feel like I always encounter with the uh, the soccer fan base, the Minnesota fan base. 
there seems to be always this like, well, well, we can only have one really good player if you bring in this player in the fight. Like we need multiple players who are very good who are pushing for those spots. Now we also need a coach who will not just prefer one of those, who will kind of allow them to push for those spots. And I don't think Keith does that enough. But if we have Unu, we have Amaria, if we have other options there, then we actually have the depth that we want. And the problem is this team is never developing depth. I want Unu to be successful. I want Amaria to come here and be successful. And then I want uh, SpongeBong to come in and also then really prove himself. And, you know, what's funny is from my reading of Y Scout, um, I thought Longwane was more of a left inside forward. And, you know, Shakes was talking about him more as a striker. I don't know how Minnesota United will view him. We are not, we have no depth on the left wing. And so, you know, it would be nice to see him come in there and we also have no depth on the right wing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got no depth anywhere. Um, we do, you know, if Maria comes in, then we do have depth up top. So we'll see. But let's take a break. We've got a few questions we'll come to, and then uh, then we'll let you go. All right, comrades, this is the end of the podcast. Let's do some questions here. Dave Clark says, will Bungleberryton win their FA Cup match? Against Dingleberry FC now. No, Dingleberry, the the fighting Dingles, um, they they just they've they've got real um, potential. I believe it's this the year. hang. I believe yeah, it's, it's the hang. It's the hanging Dingles. I was going to correct that. Yeah, it's the it's definitely the hanging Dingles. <laughs> um, Joel's ninety nine says, "Do you think Heath will play the new striker, or will he incur the wrath of all South Africa?" I'm leading towards wrath. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know the answer, like. Everybody knows the answer to this. Yes. Yep. Pure wrath. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's very unlikely. The language that the team and Heath and everything we're using to talk about Longwane tells me, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have high Long-term hopes. Long term project. Yes. Just let's not hope it's not another domestic own, right? Because then we'll have a whole country really coming out. Then we'll have a I whole mean, political not- movement. <laughs> In anything, let's just hope. Like it's it's nice that they didn't sign him to a DP contract because then right, we, we need to go all over again. We need to get one of those, you know, those T-shirts that are like just the um the Helvetica print, and it's like four really like important things, and it's going to be like Chacon, Langwane. So who who would be the four? Like you didn't play this young person. Fuck you. Uh, um, it would be Toy. Toy would be on there. Uh-huh. Toy yeah. Langwane. Shakon. Anyway, uh, Aaron McCabe or Eric McCabe, excuse me, says, what would your drag name be and why is it Lady Cliterature? That is a great tweet. Thank you very much for it. <laughs> My drag name is the Seattle Sounders uh, draft pick from 2018, 2019 or something. Tucker Bone. The second I saw Tucker Bone get uh, picked in the draft, I thought, God damn it. That's a great, great drag name and then i bought this bar and uh it's a queer soccer bar and uh and then i did drag that that year it was a terrible performance because uh i'm not a drag queen and uh but i did it as tucker bone i will do one again but uh it's got to be under my own terms you'll just be brian schmetzer (laughs) (laughs) what what song would i perform to though 
That's that's the, uh, the, the real. Question. Uh, I think divinals. I touch myself. Hundred percent. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, that's good. All right, so um, so my my drag name would be just Brian Schmetzer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Corey, you can do a drag perform. Oh my god, you look like Brian Schmetzer. You need yeah. to perform as Brian Schmetzer for the All Star game. For the All Star <laughs> game, we're gonna have an All Star fucking drag performance. I Dude, will go as Tucker Bones. Don't you change will, the names. You will be Don't Tucker Bones. Yep, we'll get. Uh, oh, I know. God. Just give me a sl- uh, uh, just give me a suit that's slightly too big. Uh, Dan Nelson says, "Would you give a few minutes on a primer of how to become a quote unquote more aware supporter, not only of the loons but MLS in general? Like moving from casual supporter to Wonderwall. How do we how to start follow players, teams, etc." I will say a couple things. You guys can add to this. The first is I think there's lots of people, especially if you are like younger or um, new to this. And you're like, I don't know, what what is this thing? You reach out to the Wonderwall, reach out or reach out to a supporters group, reach out to Red Loons, um, reach out to Dark Clouds, etc., and just be like, hey, you know, I, I'm looking to do some things. There, young blood is always new needed for this stuff because uh, you know people burn out. There's a lot of like things that are required in these supporters groups. And if you want to be involved in that, that way, please reach out, find, you know, go find them at a watch party and, and chat with them at an event. Um, I know dark clouds are having a um, happy hour eventually that they, they rescheduled from uh, this week. Um, otherwise I think listening to MLS extra time keeps me updated on general goings on in the league allocation disorder from the athletic is um, good yeah, for more like in-depth stuff. Um, what, what else do you have to say for, for just feeling like uh, this it's, is it's a team fun. I like and how do I like it more? I mean, bounce around to some of like the Minnesota United specific soccer podcasts too. Like they're all just people who love the team that like to talk, that want to get together and talk about the team. Yep. So if you want to learn more about like what's going on, follow like listen to those every now and then. You know, um, do you have a few that that you want to point out? Uh, the Dummy Run podcast is pretty good. Okay, um, listen listen to that one. Um, miss a uh, football show. Like you, know, it's not necessarily the Miss United focus, but it's, you know, it's great. It, it gets you in there. Um, Ten thousand pitches uh, had. Uh, MN Woso on it this week, so I'll really yeah. give him a push there. Thank yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys. No, and, and even like even the team accounts, like even like the um the whatever the um the Minnesota United uh podcast is that like um that Steve does is it's it's decent and like it's good, like it gets you in there, and like at least you 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 get a little bit deeper understanding of the players, what's going on, and I mean, and just take it with a little bit of understanding that like you know. Uh, a club run podcast is going to be a club uh, run podcast. It's going to be marketing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's marketing know. and like take it for what it is, but it's still, I mean, you still get some, you, some greens of stuff. You still get people that are like are there and talking to players and talking to coaches. You still get that stuff. So right. take it for what it is. Uh, yeah, it's good. Like, and honestly, like just come hang out. Like that's the hardest part is like coming together. And like, I, again, COVID makes it shitty. But like uh, the hardest part is coming together and saying like, "Hey, introducing myself. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you." Like to anybody that's there. Like because again, like I remember when I first started going to like Dark Cloud stuff, like you know, like Stars stuff times. 
it's it's kind of clicky. It's tough to get in. It's like it's tough to like get the confidence into like when everybody well, knows everybody. And also, and it's just like hard to just randomly be like, "Hey, I want to talk to someone," and just walk up to people and then start a conversation. Yeah, exactly. It, like, I weird. remember like when um I started going to like Stars games out at the National Sports Center, and like they out like and dark clouds were great. Like they're like come out. We have like our hot dog roast outside, you know, hang out. But even that's like, it's tricky because everyone knows, it's it's so small that everyone knows everybody and it's tricky. But like, you know, once you can get through to like one person be like, hey, uh, whether it's, you know, like, you know, one of us who are like on the podcast or wherever and just say like, hey, I'm so, so I heard you on the podcast. Like, oh, great. Like, let me introduce you to everybody. Like once you have that in, you're good. And like, it's just kind of finding somebody to like, Get that in and hang out with, yeah, or, or find that one guy that dresses the heck like Harry Potter and then just exactly just, just come a, to me. I'm a giant yeah. dork who will, like yeah. just I, I am embarrassing my to myself and my children. Don't just come, come to, to me. me. Usually, I'm I, too stressed out on game days. So yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think for a lot of us, it's just you know, um, like a lot of us come from the Nessie culture, right? right? That's where we all got introduced to, at least the majority of us. Um, you know, some prior to that, I I remember going to start games when they were like in St. Paul, right? Um, but um, just it's just the atmosphere that you go to, and then and then pick something fun that you wanna you wanna you wanna do. Like you know, we for me it was you know when the, when the Machacon was picked up, I was just I totally went full in on 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 Tommy, and I still am, and I, I think that makes it um, that makes it more interesting, but also embrace other little things that are out there, right? Like. Uh, you know, I'm a. I grew up as a as a you know as a Boca Juniors fan, and now there's a Boca do Nord, and so having to be part of these little different things makes the atmosphere not only a lot small, lot smaller, but also more personal, and so more, and it makes you want to be more more involved in it. And then Dark Clouds and all the other supporter groups, they they do their own thing, and um, you know, go around and 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 introduce yourself or attend some other events, and eventually, you know, you 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 get you find your own way. And, and also, would, if you if you uh, if you're on Twitter and you're interacting with people on Twitter and you suddenly see them in real life, make sure to point out they're like, "Hey, I'm so and so from Twitter. I talked to you in this," and you'd be like, "Paul, oh, look at you." We're, we, yeah, please do that. All right, kids, it's the end of the podcast. We've talked about as we as we joked. Three minutes of news in uh, 70 minutes. Thanks, comrades. Uh, I don't know when we'll talk next. I don't. Maybe there will be stuff to talk about next week. Maybe we'll take another week off. All right, my fellow bonganistas, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, celebrate Long Wayne in your life this week. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> good night. I love you. You're beautiful. <laughs> You're sexy. And everyone loves you. Bye.